0: Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio Interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: TNT. You're with Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Man, I came in there a little bit early. All right, warfare at tntradio.live. That's my email address. Thank you to those who do send me mails i got a wonderful email a couple of days ago where is it have i got it just somewhere from someone who is on some island uh near croatia and uh, all i saw was croatia and i and i got really got excited about uh about this because uh croatia is where king's landing supposedly is that's where they filmed major part of game of thrones i maintain it is a great story of our current environment while all the countries are fighting and having their geopolitical warfare they are all being distracted from a greater threat which is north of the wall it's a great story reminds you of lord of the rings also one of my favorite stories of all time anyway send me an email jim at tnt live jump into the live chat i've got it open in front of me and uh on that note my name is jim this is jim warfare the battle of ideas
0: delivering the facts source I can trust today's news talk radio TNT. Hey,
1: my friend, Steve Falconer, thank you for joining me in the trenches.
0: Oh, germ. Great. To- I also got a great email from an Island too. The other mm. day it was a uh, Stephen Hawking's from Epstein Island. And, it, <laughs> it, and, and, it, and it just said, uh, the women here are so hot. My wife is a terrible cook. I mean, really, how hard is it to choose someone's food for them?
1: <laughs> I I do not know anything about the island. <laughs> uh,
0: speak in spells, uh, save my life. <laughs>
1: have you been to Croatia?
0: No, I would love to go, actually. Uh, I've been talking, mm. I was just at Anarchapolko and the guys from Lieberland were there. Uh, they're, yeah, I, I would love to go.
1: Well, there we go. So there's a segue. Anark- Anark- what anarcho polco? Tell me about that. That looked really fun. I'm very jealous.
0: Just, just amazing. Yeah, it's an anarchist convention run by Jeff Berwick, Dollar Vigilante. Uh, it was the 10 year anniversary. And uh, there's just speakers and guests coming um, from all over the world who are, you know, they're anarchists, but not burning down police cars and stealing candy from babies and purses from ladies. Uh, People who just want to take their own life into their own hands and their own responsibility and and don't want the government meddling in their affairs. And uh, it, it was really amazing this area, Yeah, unbelievable. Well,
1: uh, before we talk about that, because I'm going to ask you a few questions, the term anarchist gets a bad rap anyway. Um, it doesn't mean chaos. That's that's the irony. People People think it means, you know, hooliganism or gangsterism. It's not that at all.
0: Well, it can be but an archon is a ruler so anarchy means without the rulers not without rules there are rules not rulers so that was my speech there you know you've got the archons which are the seven planets in the sky that govern astrology um not david ike's moon matrix saturn moon matrix like the the real archons are saturn which is time or chronos your crown chakra and then you've got the moon, which is Mene's, the menstrual period, the red chakra down below. So you're stuck in the Saturn-Moon matrix. You are in a physical form. You are spirit come down to physical form, stuck between these seven chakras or seven deadly sins. And you need to transmute them into the seven heavenly virtues. Then there are the other archons who rule this world, um, which are human beings, which we talked about on your last uh uh, individual podcast, and I, I bet that got a lot of heat. <laughs> how, how was that received? I bet it got a lot of crap.
1: Well, uh, um, I, yes, yes. There's been a bit of pushback, <laughs> but you spoke, but, but you spoke about, you spoke about pretty much the same thing at uh, Acapulco. Uh, it was in Mexico, is that right?
0: Yeah, Acapulco, Mexico. Yeah, mm. I did speak yeah. about it, and I spoke out against the viewpoints of four or five of the speakers and the guy who runs the thing so i thought i I won't get invited back but no i was met with a rave reviews and was told it was one of the best speeches there so
1: well let's just talk about that for a moment we don't have to get into your entire uh talk but the idea is that and we see this all the time the jews run the world the jews run the world but your your contention is that it's not the case
0: yeah, and I and I laid it out and I laid it out on your show last time, and it's it's it, they're made to look like it, of course, because if you're very smart, you put a scapegoat in front of you. If you if you're stupid, you come out in the open. But if you're very smart, you you have a fall guy, always, and and they're very easy to make as fall guys because traditionally, they are very good businessmen. They're excellent. They're self centered and serving, so they're a very easy person you know type of people to put in front but yeah it, it's they're not in charge of the world they are managing the world for the people who put them there but they aren't in charge and if they go against the grain they will be removed uh in in just, that like the Hillary Clinton kind of way the body count kind of way yeah
1: well just quickly before we um talk about that uh who else was there at, at an I mean, I know that uh Patrick Henningson was there,
0: oh yeah, Pat, well, that was weird, it was like uh Melrose place on acid <laughs> <laughs> we were staying in a hotel uh right you open the door, you know, and you got two swimming pools in the beach, like massive waves crashing in um so my up- upstairs neighbors were like andy Dr Andrew Kaufman Beth Martins, Patrick Henningson, his brother Tim, Alex Zacks there like um Everybody like it was crazy. Uh, Mike Winter from Alpha Vietic and yeah, you just go to breakfast and you're there's like seven amazing people having conversations you just couldn't even dream of, and we're out surfing and doing qigong and this and that and the other, and uh, it was crazy, you know. It was just, and and then you go to the conference and everyone you meet who was just there at the conference, they had stories that could easily be an hour of speech themselves, just like the normal people with tickets there um i i don't like this i've always been a loner so i've always made fun of people who said i found my tribe i found my tribe <laughs> but i have to eat crow because i actually found my tribe
1: <laughs> yeah and speaking I, uh, of which um max egan was there too i mean he lives there though
0: he lives he lives like literally five minutes i saw his place he took me home it's amazing then he bought a new bar that just fell into his lap after the hurricane destroyed this place that was for like weddings. He's got this rooftop bar with a swimming pool in there. We had jam sessions like we were fucking, we were playing music and jamming. And a uh, doctor uh, Adam Biggleson was there. He, he taught Joe Satriani's son guitar, so we were jamming together. It was crazy, man, just crazy, unbelievable. I didn't know Max is a musician. Oh, he's really great! Amazing guitar player, yeah, amazing,
1: yeah. I'm very jealous. By the way, if you are in Mexico, uh, do you use a Mexican Fender? I've got an American Fender.
0: Oh yeah, I don't have a Mexicaster. <laughs> that was my first guitar. It was a fenders Squire, which means it's all made in Mexico with cheap electronics. <laughs> yes, but it sounded, it sounded pretty good. I think Kurt Cobain played one too, as well. Yeah, uh, but Mexico was, like, totally cool. It's not dangerous, like everyone says. You better like tacos because that's all there is to eat. So if you don't like tacos, but, you know, it was way safer than downtown L.A. or Chicago or San Francisco or, and any of that DC? It was it was amazing.
1: Uh, Steve, hang on. I'm from South Africa. Everywhere is safe in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've heard stories about driving to Jburg from the air. I don't know. I've heard it gets a little dodgy in the shanty towns. But yeah, I think America <laughs> these days is way more dangerous than any of that. There's a lot of propaganda. You know, they don't want you moving to these mm. countries because uh, these countries, like if a politician screws you over, you find their body floating on the beach the next day with no head. The the Mexicans just don't take crap from, you know, the the government in Mexico fears the people, which is how Mm. it should be. You shouldn't fear your government. Your government should fear you. And the Mexicans are notorious for like, (laughs) if they don't like what you're doing, especially the cartels, and the cartels only mess around with their own business. So if you don't if you don't cross the cartels, they're not going to get you, but they will get the government because that that's mm. their number one enemy. And that's real anarchy. Now there's two kinds of anarchy. There's never been a full society ever germ in, in history that has had what you could call an anarcho experiment Right? So you've got left path and right path. Are oh, you disagree or what?
1: I am disagreeing. I think I could, I think I could have a debate. With you on this, I think yeah, Somal- I Somalia. Like I think Somalia yeah. could have, at one stage, been described as an anarchist state, and I think ancient Iceland too.
0: Well, yeah, also ancient Ireland too, which was part of my speech. Mm. But yeah, so so there are two. Theoretically, there's left path and right path anarchism. Now, we're all programmed to believe that anarchy is burning police cars, stealing candy from babies, and, and purses from old women. What what left path anarchy says is that if Mad Max situation came, that everyone would just fend for themselves and the, and the, the survival of the fittest would take from the weakest, right? That's the left path anarchist view. The right path says if Mad Max came... We would all band together for our own beneficial needs, but for the needs of the better. And we would trade and set up systems without government interference, and we would work to benefit ourselves and each other. So you have a left path and a right path anarchy. Now, who's right? I don't know. I can't say, but I can say what happened when the hurricane hit uh, Acapulco a couple months ago. Uh, the government came in and did nothing. A, a category one turned into a category five overnight, took a right turn and destroyed Acapulco. All the provinces were screwed. The government sent nothing. The president was driving down to make his appearance and he got stuck in the mud. And when they unstuck him from the mud, instead of carrying on to Acapulco, he went home and said, I got stuck in the mud. So what happened is Jeff Berwick, Dollar Vigilante, who sets up Anarchopoco, we did a fundraiser with crypto and money and whatever. We raised $600,000 in two weeks, and his whole crew got food, water, new housing, new tin, wheelchairs for cripples, sent it out to all the boroughs, and we did what the government didn't do. The Red Cross came in for one or two days and left. So, you know, obviously we didn't save all of Acapulco with $600,000, but it's quite a lot of money in Mexico. What we did is we did what the government didn't even try to do. And that is, that proved the whole point. Anarchy is get out of our way. Let us do what we want to do without regulations and rules. Oh, you can't give, like we saw in Maui, that people are trying to send food in and the government's like, that food's not regulated. It could be poisoned. You know, like get that they're starving. They have no water and no food. We don't give a shit. It's not we're not poisoning them. Get out of our way. Let us take care of each other. And it works. It truly but that is, doesn't,
1: It truly is the people then. I mean it, it it's a ground up way of, of thinking.
0: Supporting each other. Mm. And that's right. That's right. Oh, I think we're on camera, so that probably looks like you're right, Beth. <laughs> right path anarchy, yeah, it's all reversed. It's, it's the Illuminati, or the, the gay frogs, Alec Jones, the gay frogs are in charge of the Illuminati. But right path anarchy says people will come together and help each other if they're not hindered by some regulatory body like a government. Mm. So that is correct, and I do believe it's true. If you look at the United States they have the most charity private charities per, per population. People say, oh, the US, they're they're all shitheads. And, and you say, no, there are more privately owned charities in the US per pop per per capita than anywhere else in the world. If you don't steal all my money in 70% taxes, I will freely willingly give my money to help causes I like. And and that's the thing, you know, all the other socialist countries the charity is regulated by the government, the Red Cross, this and that and the other. It's like, no. If you if you're left alone and have extra money, most people don't give to charity because most people are broke because the government's stealing all their money through taxes and then an extra mum's tax and this and but if you didn't have to pay all that to these losers who are buying military bombs to kill everyone, of course you would give to people. People are don't Mm. you believe that people are inherent do you think people are inherently evil or inherently good
1: i think people are inherently good i know that's probably an unpopular opinion but i don't think people are inherently evil
0: right and even what we're calling evil are people who are are in a state of shortage they want to give to a to something Mm. But they can't because, like, you're, they're trying to make their next rent and can't even pay their phone bill or they buy their kids mm. food. Well, that person's not going to give to charity, of course. It's not that they're evil. They want to give, but they can't because the government has put them in a situation <laughs> where they're living paycheck to paycheck. And then yeah. they're made to feel guilty. You know, like, I, I feel guilty. I can't give. And you're like, well, of course you can't give when someone's reaching in your pocket every month and taking 70% of what's in your pocket, what do you have to give? Mm. And then they, and then they guilt trip you about it, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Also, the other thing is that, um, not only does the government take your income, um, it, it will criminalize you if you, if you don't let them take your income.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because, you know, Let's say you believe in taxes. I don't, but I know a lot of people who do because I live in a socialist country. So in the computer digital age we're in right now, you could very easily set up a system that said, all right, your taxes are 50% or 60 like in Denmark, actually 90 when you start getting all the other shit, but let's just call it 50. You could say how much, uh, we're going to take 50% of your income, but here's the 200 things it's gonna it could go toward You choose. If you don't have kids and don't care about the future of the country, don't pay for education. If you don't have a car, don't pay for potholes in the road, right? If you're never sick, don't pay for hospitals. And on it could go. You could easily have a digital system right now where you say, all right, I want my 50% to go to this, that, 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 and not that. If you don't want your military, bombing the shit out of Iraq and, 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 and Yemen and all these other places, you could say, no, my taxes aren't going there. We're easily done in a digital age. Why isn't it there? Because they know goddamn well they want to put your money where they want it, not where you want it. Now, is that freedom? Did anyone ask you, oh, you've got to pay taxes, but did anyone ask you where you want your taxes to go? Never, and they never will. Mm it's very it's so easily done in the digital age and they won't do it
1: all right hold on a second steve falconer i'll be back with you momentarily my name is jim this is tnt tnt's Ervoy morich putin said biden would be a better u.s president for russia than trump and dismissed concerns over his counterpart's age and acuity for the role
0: um so maybe he's afraid of that label again of russian collusion trump putin uh and whatnot but you know he's he made the statement in the past that it doesn't matter who's in the white house left or right democrat
1: or republican once the president gets in um men in black suits
0: show up and tell tell him what to do pervoye morich on today's news talk tnt hi i'm your retirement fear but don't be scared. You're still in retirement.
1: Pretirement? Does that mean I have more time to plan?
0: Precisely. Here. This is pretirement.org. Huh.
1: Retirement savings options? Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: Potential tax breaks. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I could build up savings for my side hustle. This isn't scary. I'm doing it.
0: You got this.
1: Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan.
0: We don't rock, rock. we talk. 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 Today's news talk, TNT Radio. TNT. Steve, I can't
1: uh, quite get to um, your talking point from <laughs> an a I will, but there's some comments here regarding what we we're chatting about before the break. Uh, Michelle in Florida says, people are inherently both good and evil, and if they are desperate, they are self-serving. But I don't think that means you're evil.
0: Yeah, I I agree with Michelle, great point. Mm. When people are in a state of necessity or lack of abundance, like in a ghetto, you know, we see it in the ghetto. Oh, Mm. look at all the drugs and the crime and this, it's, yeah, because your sister's starving, your mother's starving, you live in a ghetto. Of course, you're going to turn to drugs and crime in this, not because you love drugs and crime. They don't want to get shot. Their average lifespan in a ghetto is like 28 years old. They don't want to die at 28. They're doing it because they they will die at 14 if they can't do it. So, And, and the reason they're in a lack of abundance is because the government is making them that way. Society's making them that way. Michelle is so Right. There, mm. you, there is no good or evil. There is you thrive when you're in. It's that, you know, the old um, needs pyramid we were taught in school. When you have your clothing, your shelter, and your food. Maslow. You have all, is, what is it? Is it? Was it Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something? I'll take your word for it. I was sleeping through school at that point. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Let's say that's what it is. When you have all your basic needs met, then you start to transcend and and help others. If you Mm -hmm. can't meet your basic needs, then you have to help yourself. And the government knows this and they keep everyone lacking their basic needs. And so you wonder why people are breaking, uh, you know, why they're breaking through shop windows, stealing Nikes and shit. You're like, well, because they don't have shoes, even though these dumbasses in Black Lives Matter and all these people you, you can rob your local supermarket and Nike shops and clothing stores. And then when you wonder why you don't have a grocery store or a clothing store or a shoe store anymore, yeah. because they're not going to reopen in your neighborhood. You've just shot yourself in the foot, dumbass. But you're so desperate. You don't think yeah. long term. Right. So she's totally right. There, there's nothing evil about meeting your needs. Mm. Otherwise, mm. hunting would have never happened. Yeah. What's evil is about being not, not an, a, a, allowed to meet your needs so that you can be charitable. You can think about other people. You're not evil if you are so screwed that you can't think about your next meal or feeding your three kids. Well, I wouldn't expect you to give to charity if you if you can't even feed your kids next week. You're not yeah. evil for not donating you're you're meeting your own needs which always that it, it, maslow is that what you said it was
1: mas maslow i think i could be wrong i also yeah. was sleeping something yeah, like I that asleep.
0: i think it's like that yeah so so you're you're made to feel guilty that you're not doing enough to help out and you're like well that's what anarchists are about we're saying if you get the fuck out of our way pardon my french we will be able to help ourselves enough where we can then start to help others around us. But if you keep yeah. busting our balls, taking all our money and telling us how and how we can't do stuff, oh, you can't feed a hurricane victim because your food isn't approved and it might be poisonous. You're like, do you really think in a hurricane I'm going to come down and poison <laughs> like yeah. 50 people? Get out of here. You uh, know? you.
1: You said, excuse my French. And I've often heard that phrase when people swear. And I'm wondering, shame, the poor French. Does it mean that they swear a lot?
0: (laughs) I don't speak French, but I know Yeah, I hope they do because because they say swearing is a sign of intelligence. And I think the French are very intelligent because no matter what happens, the yellow vest movement, the French are always out there screwing with their government who's screwing with them. Anywhere else in the world just complies, but not the French. They got put on yellow jackets, like the French are always fighting the government, and I love them for that. So I think they're That's, very intelligent.
1: You were talking about uh, anarchy and government, and I know Larkin Rose was also at Anarchipulco, and I've got one of his books uh, about government being the greatest superstition. Uh do you agree with that with that way of thinking?
0: It's a cult, yeah. It's a it's a total cult. Author, it's not the government, it's authority. The belief in authority is the biggest cult on earth. And and so you can you can transpose that to everything. You don't need authority. You are your authority. There is no authority. See, God created man, man created government, right? There wasn't God, government, and man. There was God, man, and government. We created that. That means government is not your authority. God, whatever you perceive that to be, I perceive it as magnetism in the white light, you're in charge of your government. Now, what happened is your governments, through the Roman Catholic Church, and the pope is the voice of God, tried to step up between you and God and say, uh, we don't want separation of church and state, right? The new world order is the old world order. The the Catholic Church wants to be the old world order where government and state, where state was taking orders from the church. That's what's going on right now. Well, no, there's nothing between you and God except you and God. And you created government. Government should fear you and work for you. You don't work for them. But they're openly now just saying, we tell you what to do. And you're like, no, you don't. And 200 years ago, we would have went out and chopped their heads off and hung them on poles and had revolutions. Now we're civilized and they also have massive weapons and armies and police and brainwashed people who will come out after you and scare you to death and throw you in jail and fight you. So we're afraid of them because we lost our balls somewhere. The whole human race did turn into these lefty pink haired people. Men don't have balls anymore and we're not allowed to because we would go out there and hang these bastards. And we and we won't do it because that's not civilized when actually it's the most civilized thing you could do is is well, defend your family.
1: You, you created the trigger word that I was waiting for, and that was the Roman Catholic Church. Now, I know that was part of your conversation in Anarcopulco, am I right?
0: Yes. Uh, Yes, very much. And you and I had a conversation about this. And I'm going on Vedic tomorrow with Mike Winter and and Barry Lando to talk more about this. Uh, And and people don't want to hear it because it's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. You say Jews, say me, (laughs) as we said. Um, I'm sorry, people. Like, religion is what's been controlling all this all this time and that's the new world order they want the old world order where the religions are controlling the governments which are controlling you and the truth of the matter is the jesuits aren't aren't the problem the jews aren't the problem the roman catholic church the knights of malta the swiss templar octagon you're the problem i'm the problem we used to have balls and so your compliance to all of whoever you think is running the world is the problem. You need to step into your own power and you need to say no. You don't need to fight. You don't need to go out. You'll, you'll lose if you think you're going to. There's preppers like, I got, I'm out in the woods with machine guns. <laughs> like, I got a bunker. You're like, they got a drone with bunker buster bombs. This drone will fly over your bunker. And shoot a missile underground that'll go 35 feet underground and blow your bunker to hell and you and all your family. You're not gonna fight them like that. How you beat them is non-compliance. You just say, No, I'm not gonna obey that law. I'm not gonna pay that tax. I'm not gonna do this, that, and the other. No, you just ignore them and go on. And when everyone does that, they have no power. Their their whole power is your uh your agreement to go along with them when you get a summons to court it's not you're not mandatory it's an invite summons means invite you're invited to court to pretend you're an all caps name they gave you at birth that you're not and when you say no i don't i'm not coming it's like i invite you to my birthday party you're not obligated you just say thanks steve but i don't want to come (laughs) you know
1: Steve, it's a very good point that you're making, and it's one that people don't want to hear because too many people want to play the victim card. But if you think about it, the COVID era, Matthias Desmet wasn't terribly wrong when he said we created a lot of that totalitarianism. Our neighbors who were reporting us for walking our dogs, nobody forced them to phone the police. They chose to. Right. They caused they caused the problem. and. On mass, we did it to ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, well, here's where I disagree because I'm an individualist, right? Mm. It's like when people, say, like Americans, say, uh "We bombed Iraq. We we went to to Syria, right?" I didn't. I'm American. I didn't bomb Iraq. I didn't yeah. go into Syria. I didn't go into. I don't. I didn't do that. We keep saying we, like we're them. If you didn't do something, you're not we. You keep associating yourself with we, and that's the game they want you to play. Oh, we, 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 I'm French, so we did this. Oh, you know, No, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. Now, there are people who did do that who are in the Army and stuff. So that's where you need to start understanding you're not we. You're you. You're individual. Totalitarianism means the total. It's hive mind. You know, if if you're a totalitarian, you mean I'm part of the total, like a hive mind like a bee. I'm sorry. I'm a human being. I'm not a bumblebee. (laughs) I'm not that, you know. So totalitarianism is the belief that you're American, just because you're born with an American passport or South African or French or whatever, wherever you're from, when, when the rest of your people do some shit you don't agree with, you aren't don't have to be included. You don't stop saying we did this. We invaded Iraq. I don't say we I'm American. We didn't invade Iraq. I didn't invade Iraq. You invaded Iraq. And some people who couldn't go to college, so you were out in Kmart and Walmart parking. You never see the army recruiting centers in Beverly Hills. They're <laughs> out in ghetto neighborhoods and Kmart and Walmart parking lot saying. Hey, you're a poor black person who's fucked. How about uh I'll give you a forty thousand dollar a year Army college bill. You just come murder some towel heads for me, and then I'll put you through college. And they're like, Well, yeah, I got no other choice, right? But you did have mm-hmm. a choice. You could have, you could have told that guy, screw off, I'm going to buy my socks and Walmart, right? Did see? But so Yeah, know? I
1: mean, I mean, I think I think you know what I mean though when I said we. I wasn't referring to literally you and I and all that. What I was suggesting, Steve, is that the people, not necessarily the elites, because you're talking about non-compliance, but there was so much mass compliance. I mean, a comment here, for example, says uh, the police will just come and get you if you ignore summons in the UK. But if if more people didn't comply, what are the police gonna do? They can't go to everybody.
0: Well, well, then, then you're getting into what people like Curtis Stone are talking about. A summons is an invite. So you can go to court, but as long as you know that you aren't that all caps name there and you aren't saying I'm responsible for it, you can go to court and if you know what you're doing, you can say, I'm not here as the responsibility for this all caps name, I'm here as its agent. There's a big difference. They're saying, are you Stephen Bryan Falconer? And I say, no, the, that's a corporation that was made at my birth. But I am the agent for Stephen Bryan Falconer. So I have no responsibility. But uh, what do you what do you want from Stephen Bryan Faulkner? I'm here on behalf of the agency. So once you start understanding law and taking that into your own responsibility, you can come to court and say, I'm not here to be to, to take the punishment for what you want. You can discharge the credit because what they want is commerce. They want money. When when they call you into court, they want cash. And they want to trick you into thinking that you're that you are your all caps name on your credit card, birth certificate, and all that. That's a whole another show we could do. And you don't have to take. You can you can take that role if you want to, but you can also take the role and say no. I'm the human being called Steve, and I am the agent for this. And what do you want? I will discharge the credit because it's already in the treasury. All they want is money. So you have to stop taking the blame and the, and the responsibility and say, no, I'm not Walmart. I'm one of the board of directors of Walmart. Now, the CEO for Walmart can go down if they've done something bad. The board of directors say, I'm, I'm just the board of directors. I'm not Walmart. I just own it. Right, and you can do that for your own your own name in all capital letters. You can say, "I'm not responsible for what my what you think my all capital name did, but I am the agent for it. So if 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 you think it owes you money, I'll happily discharge the money because it's worth billions of dollars. It's being my name in all caps is being traded on the stock market for billions of dollars. It's a corp corpseration." so once this is where you get into law and legality and you, you need to start learning that they're not calling you to court they're calling this all caps name to court and you are actually a creditor to your government you're not a debtor yeah, but,
1: i mean i agree with you steve in principle but the reality is that people don't know enough um right know, they don't they and the people don't who know, know
0: yeah the people mm-hmm. who know this have never lost in court they've always been let like, go. Oh, the judge bails ship and bows when you say, prove to me, uh, prove to me you are who you say you are and you have any fucking jurisdiction over me. When they know you know what they know, they bow. Nobody's ever lost in court. The people who lose in court are the ones who don't know this and get suckered in. Now they will try to suck you in. And they don't want everyone to know this. And everyone shouldn't know this. And I shouldn't even be saying this on the radio because this is very dangerous to me. They don't care if you and your buddies know this. They care that they don't want everyone to know what I'm talking about. So I'll even steer away from that. But what I'm saying is that there's a scam going on that most people aren't aware of. And if you're very smart, you will start looking into what I'm talking about without me saying too much. And people like Curtis Stone and those teaching this, they will talk vaguely in their speeches like Anarchapulco he did. They will not... Say it to you in detail on how to get out of this, because th- th- that that y- you will get killed. They will kill you for for doing this.
1: Mm. Okay, Steve, but you are me. free. Don't don't go anywhere, my friend. I'll be back with you shortly. My name is Jim. This yeah. is TNT.
0: With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Candace Owens made an interesting comment earlier this week. She said that Taylor Swift reported that Lena Dunham taught her feminism. And apparently, according to Candace, this new wave of feminism teaches that you can get whatever you want as long as you portray yourself as a victim just because you're a woman. And Tay-Tay has done this repeatedly over the years and reaped over a billion dollars as her reward. But is this feminism? Isn't this the cliched damsel in distress, feminine wiles trope? from which the Betty for Dan feminists were trying to liberate women? I think there's something to that. What do you think? From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: It's uh, so a comment here, Steve, uh, in the live chat. Most of the sheep will never change and they are actually the problem as they cheer on the tyranny. But that's what happened during the COVID era. Um, the people around us, too many of them, cheered on the tyranny.
0: Yeah, but that's that's why they sell you democracy, or I call it demonocracy, right? Mob mm-hmm. rules. They they the the United States was not a democracy; it was a republic. There's a big difference. A republic protects the the little the individual. A democracy is mob rules. Fifty-two percent can kill forty-eight percent. There's, that's why they sell you on democracy because it's a hoax mm. so she, who who said that in the comments they're they're right whoever that is is really intelligent um
1: yeah the other problem with democracy uh, i mean i'm no fan of democracy is it's also stupid it's bullshit. The concept it's the bullshit, concept yeah. of the, the concept of of getting um the peasant class so to speak to vote <laughs> on the future it's ridiculous. If you just They'll think never, about it, well, I they mean,
0: they like you to vote, but I mean, a, a company doesn't like you to do vote that because they 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 have control of both candidates. It's the lesser of two. It's always like, well, it's it's mm. Donald Trump, an idiot, or Hillary Clinton, a, a satanic witch. And you but, but don't throw your vote away on a third party because you're just throwing your vote away. You're like, yeah, but. Why are you throwing your vote away? They just put two candidates there who are all related to Charlemagne or King Edward III. It's it's fixed. You you keep voting for your prison master. You're like, which warden do you want? And it, but you, you never get the option, I don't want a prison warden. I don't want to vote for any prison warden. I don't want a warden. That's not what you get. You get, which warden do you want? you will like, take the better one. The one is going to be nicer to be a nut. You know, delice me in the showers at two in the morning when I'm sleeping. That's the whole scam. They keep their, their own people in power and make you feel like you have a choice to vote between a kick in the balls and a punch in the face. <laughs> we, what you should be voting for is neither. And that's the whole joke of it all. That it's you're voting for highway, you know, it, it's a scam. And and people keep doing it. And you go, oh no, no, we're we're, this is 2024, like we're we're beyond that. And you're like, then why are you out there with your dumbass red sign? Change, hope, they you got the same three word logo every time these Trump rallies. I don't care if you're QAnon or whatever. Hope we can believe in change. We it's the same logos like Reagan was using Nixon. They don't even change their logos. Their slogans are even the same. And you got these brainwashed minions out there sitting there going like, "You'll save me, uh, Donald Trump or Jesus or who? like everyone's got the savior complex that they're waiting for a savior to save them." And the truth is, most people don't want responsibility. That's why they're waiting for a savior, because to be an anarchist means you save yourself, and with great change comes great responsibility. You need to be responsible, and a lot of people don't want that. They they don't want it, which is – but, you know, you don't have to worry about them. Too many people are trying to wake up all the sleeple or sheeple or whatever. I don't worry about them. I'm not worried about sleeples or sheeples or whatever. They always have been. They always will be, and they are here now. They they That never has never been. I'm, I'm worried about me and, and the way I'm going to get right myself – is to get with people who are like-minded and action takers who will do it and network with them. I don't care if you're a sheep, fine, be a sheep. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not gonna participate in that system. Mm. You saw it in Uh, the World. Yeah, go on. No, I just wanted to make
1: the point because this kind of conversation invariably will get um, a little bit of pushback in the sense that, ah, but Steve, you're just talking about being selfish the whole time. It's just me, 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 but you're not. You're yeah. also, you are talking about those who are close to you, like your family and your community.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it, it, it is. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. That's another one of their programming things, right? There's nothing wrong with being individualist. There's not. It's not bad to be selfish because you're selfish.
1: Ayn Rand is- said. Ayn Rand also said that.
0: She had how much crap did she get for that? But mm-hmm. yet she had two of the biggest selling books, you know, Fountainhead, Atlas Shrugged, uh, also Anthem. I don't know if you ever read Ayn Rand's Anthem. Have you ever read that? No. Yeah, read, read Anthem. It's only like 90 pages. I, this, this is it. it. It's not bad to be selfish because you're your sovereign. You have only, I can't tell you what to do, Jeremy. You can't tell me what you could try. But in the end, I have responsibility over me and you have responsibility over you. And we're crazy, selfish, right-wing, uh, you know, whatever, whatever we are. Well, when you change yourself, you change your reality around you. you. You lead by example. Other people, you don't change other people. That's where this gets off. People say, if you change yourself, you'll change everyone around you. That's not how it works. When you change yourself people around you see the benefits you have of changing yourself, and they change themselves. Otherwise, you're just a commie too. You're just forcing someone else to be "Be like me. I want you to be responsible like me. You can't tell someone else to be responsible like you. Otherwise, you're a dictator too. What you can do is lead by example, and they say, how come this guy's having a great life, and I'm fucked? And when you look at George Orwell 1984 or uh, Huxley's Brave New World in Huxley's Brave New World, the people in the city are under this control and they' screwed, but they go on vacation to see the wild men who are living like you should live they're they're allowed to live out there in the woods doing what they want and and the city people go out and look at them like savages and then in 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 Orwell's book, you got the uh, the proletariats, the proles. They're out in the bars drinking, having a good time. They're not screwed by the by Winston's New World Order. Once in a while, they drop a bomb in their neighborhood to remind them where Oceania has always been at war with with Eurasia, right? But they always leave them alone. They even told you, like, you can get with this, or you can get with that, or you can get with it. You can be in the in their system in the the, the smart cities, or you can go in the country and do that. They aren't going to come and remove you by gunpoint out in the country. They respect you because you have self-sovereignty. They respect that. In the law, if you go into court and, and act sovereign and know what you're talking about, they will leave you alone. That's, that's, the, that's the misnomer that goes around. They're not going to come and round you all up at gunpoint and kill you and stuff. They want you to think that so that you don't become sovereign. But they do have respect for people who act sovereign. They really do. So Um, it's a test.
1: No, but, I mean, let's be real uh, for just a moment. the uh, People do sometimes come around like what happened in Rwanda, the genocide. They just went in and slaughtered loads of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And because those people were defenseless, which is why they want the Americans' guns. (laughs) Because if those people were armed, I guarantee you that would have went a different way. Same with Australia, yes. the Port Arthur massacre, right? If the Port mm-hmm. Arthur quote-unquote massacre didn't happen, the Australians wouldn't have given up their guns. Or if the you know, the one that happened in New Zealand, the Christchurch shooting, clearly fixed. Max Egan put a great thing up. Mm. They, they want you to get rid of your defenses so they can come and do that. But if you don't give in to that, if you're smart enough to see what they're doing, and don't give up your sovereignty of self-defense. Guns aren't there to kill people. Guns are there to to shoot people trying to kill you. That yeah. plain and simple. A gun is a hammer. A hammer is a deadly weapon, but only if you yeah. if you want to use it. It also builds a house. A gun's not a deadly weapon. You are. <laughs> if you have a gun, you're so deadly they won't fuck with you. <laughs> but if he you give up your dead your defense, yeah. Of course, they're going to do that too.
1: Steve, there's a there's a comment here saying uh, they'll gas you anywhere without knowing that sitting ducks. I think that's a reference to chemtrails and and stuff toxins in the air.
0: Well, it's a great comment, uh, but yeah, well, get a gas mask. <laughs> get a gas mask. Mm. Then they can't. How are they going to gas take you respons- with a gas mask?
1: Take responsibility. Don't be a victim.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Take your. Yeah. If you know what they're doing. You know, like Maui, the blue-roofed houses didn't didn't burn. Well, go paint your roof blue. What I think is funny is a friend of mine said, "Well, now everyone's going to paint their roof blue, and then you'll know who knows what you're up to." So then they'll put a red laser and burn. <laughs> so, but yeah, exactly, Jeremy. Just what you said exactly. Take your own responsibility into your own hands. Don't worry about the sheep wool and the sleep and all that. You're you're not responsible for them, right? are you responsible for a a guy in nepal's family are you do you have anything to do with him you have nothing to do with him
1: i would love to know where this commenter lives he says i do wear gas masks without that i wouldn't even know it what kind of world are you living in where you have to wear a gas mask i live in south africa look at me i'm not wearing a gas mask i'm pretty healthy (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe he's going to German sex parties. <laughs> he's I mean, going where, to German sex parties. Where are
1: you living? Where are you living that you must wear a gas mask?
0: Possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, you know, yeah. He maybe he's going to German sex parties. I don't know, but he. But but you're right. What you said, like yeah. If if you're worried about being gassed, get a gas mask. They're not that hard to mm. get. You. you can get one on Amazon. You know, you need to pay. Att- what you need to do is pay attention to what's going on in the world. You know. If you live in Palestine, you're fucked like, but there are tunnels that they've all been hoarded to one side of Gaza, mm. but Max Egan snuck in with Ken O'Keefe into Gaza through a tunnel, so if you need to get out, get out through a tunnel, don't get herded into one area and then get bombed to death you know you you you're creating your own reality. there was that girl Rachel Corey, do you remember her? No do you know her. She was an American girl. She went to she went to Israel and then she went into the West Bank, and um, there were bulldozing Palestinian houses, and she stood in front of this bulldozer like, ah, oh, you can't bulldoze. Oh, yourself. yes, remember her? And and yeah. what happened? The, this dickhead ran her over uh, like alive with a bulldozer. She became martyred, mm. but really. She chose to to that experience to bring it into her own reality. She chose to die as a martyr. If if you're not going to do something about it, if you, that's what you want, that's going to be your reality. You know, if if you live in California, you're not going to get run over by a bulldozer. So yeah, that's a great yeah.
1: comment, Steve. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping yeah. in, but time is time starting to run out. But I love yeah. this comment. Chemtrails are largely a myth made to keep us busy bill cooper deceased had a lot on this um i i mean i think locally there they are real but i don't think they're nearly as bad as what some people make out to be
0: well we know they have barium strontium uh the, the funny enough when you look into this the three the three metals being used in them are in the patents for holographic projection so i think what they're doing is the three chemicals they're they're spraying up there, plus other reasons, they might do this project Bluebeam. Like you, you can make a movie screen in the sky on aluminum, barium, and strontium. That's in the patents. I've I've shown this myself. But yeah, we'd all be dead by now if they were like so deadly, right? But they, those metals are in you. But you can also get rid of metals. There are very easy heavy metal detox protocols, very easy. SiO24, bentonite ash, bentonite clay, um, diametaceous earth. There's there's ways to get it out of you, and you're right, yeah. We'd all be dead, and they wouldn't be spraying themselves. Like, no idiot would be spraying themselves with the same thing they're going to use to kill you, because where are they going to live? Although a lot of them are in Switzerland, and there's no chemtrails there. But still, yeah, so again... There's always a defense. I saw, like, um, uh, these robotics, you know, Boston Robotics, they made this dog that's going to shoot you. But it came around the corner and somebody threw a banana peel down and this dog just mm. fell out of a banana peel. And I saw one of their drones was flying around and an eagle just came out of the sky and took the drone out. So there are ways to to take out their stuff. Like, nature even has the ways. You know. Steve,
1: just as we as we coming in for the last few minutes, I just want to point out another another fallacy here. Let's. I want to I want to bust a myth here.
0: Banana
1: peels yeah. like is banana peels like you see in the cartoons are not that slippery. I've tried. I've actually thrown one on the floor and tried to slip on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> they're
1: not slippery.
0: <laughs> well, I've I've seen a video of a robot dog slipping on one, but yeah. Uh yeah I've seen people eating <laughs> I've seen vegans frying them up with spices and eating them like bacon which is really weird uh totally weird. But yeah, um, like just, you know Go on. Sorry,
1: I, I yeah, sorry. The time is, time is against us. Let's just quickly I don't even know what the
0: subject of our talk is today, but it's it's pretty fun. But what I'm saying is in between your temples here, you have you have a brain mm. that's more powerful than the best supercomputer you could ever imagine. You mm. need to use it. They're they're taking away, they, they call it Disney. Uh, they're taking yeah. away your imagination because your imagination is your creativity. You have the solution to every problem right between your two temples here yeah. because you have a supercomputer in your head that is way more advanced than any AI or anything could ever be. And they want to do their imagining for you. You need to stop. Letting them think for you and start thinking for yourself and using your nugget, your nut as they call it in England, and mm. and stop watching Netflix. Turn off your frickin' Netflix. Use your brain. Pay attention. Just be conscious of what's going on around you. There's nothing they can do to you that you don't have a natural solution for inside your in, inside your nut as they say in England. Steve.
1: Here. Sorry, man. I've got to, I've got to jump in. Uh, time is very much running out uh, quickly. I want to promo your, your stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you can find my, uh, videos on space busters at bit uh, odyssey, sometimes YouTube and vigilante TV. Um, and then I've I also, uh, your podcast as well. We just did one on the, the Jesuits mm-hmm. and the Roman. We, yeah, I think it's probably controversial, but, um, uh, yeah, you you can find me. And if you want to write me Steve Falconer, uh, it's spacebusters at hotmail dot com.
1: Steve Falconer, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me in the trenches. You're
0: looking good too. I like your haircut, but I think you're looking handsome. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gay, <laughs> I'm but gonna, I play one on TV. So. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my wife you said that.
0: <laughs> Listen, I don't know, Steve, she might before be you, kinky isn't it? Yeah go on. Listen. Before, <laughs> uh,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang Be, on. Before you go, I just want to point out something. <laughs> I want to point out something. Um your uh, your guitar, did you say it is Mexican?
0: No, not this one. I think it's uh, German, but I, I used to have a Mex a Mexican Stratocaster they, they mm. yeah, I had the fake Mexican ones. Uh it wasn't a strat. They called them uh Squires, I think Fender Squires yes. they used to call them. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm only saying that because you were in Mexico and I'm trying to horse you back to uh, the opening conversation. Oh, I yeah. want to point out, I want to point out, you and I chatted about absolutely nothing that I wanted to chat about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it always happens. We've never stayed on track ever. No. What's great about when you get a Mexican uh, Fender is you try to play, uh, you try to play Stand By Me and it just goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Steve, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steve I've, I've got to go, man. I've got to go, I'm going to get cut off. Listen, thanks thanks for the chat, I'll chat to you soon. By the way, send me an email, Warfare at tntradio.live. It's been an absolute pleasure having Steve on, uh, on behalf of uh, the guys in the studio, uh, Noop and Joel, I think it is. My name is Germ, this is Germ Warfare, The Battle of Ideas.